But Admiral, those were your orders. I changed my mind. Not in a weird way, but a totally normal way. I can change my mind. Uh, understood. We'll end our pursuit. Wait, don't do that either. I don't want to lose my body of work that is the Protostar. So you do want to board their ship? I mean, let's see where they're going first. Then, pew, pew, pew. You heard the Admiral. As your doctor, I order you to drink this coffee. Get it together. Ah! How does she drink this stuff? Welcome to Strange New Takes. I'm your host, Adam Bowen, and with me, swapping places Freaky Friday style, are... Emily Bowen Marler. No, that's me. I'm Emily Oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah. Kidding, <laughs> <laughs> kidding. Uh, and Rudy Kusbaker. So, welcome to Strange New Takes. Today, we're going to be sharing a recap of the Star Trek Prodigy episode, Mindwalk. Nice name, nice name. Before we get we begin, we want to remind you to follow us on social media. We're at Strange New Takes on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Tell your friends about us and give us a five star rating on Apple Podcasts, and you know, just like help us get out the world. The world? No. Help us help get, us out, get the out the world. <laughs> we get out the world too. Who knows? Anyway, clearly I'm out of practice. <laughs> I don't know how to do this podcasting thing anymore. <laughs> Uh, well, this is the point where I always say, uh, just be aware that we're going to be spoiling this episode of Star Trek, as well as other episodes of Star Trek, and maybe many other things besides. <laughs> so uh, just prepare yourself. If you have not watched it, maybe give it a watch. Otherwise, join us. Uh, so yeah, as Emily said, we are watching the... Or, not we're watching, we're not currently watching anything besides each other's faces. Uh, we are talking about the episode Mindwalk, which is the 18th episode of uh, the first season of Prodigy. Uh, it first aired on the 15th of December. Uh, it was writ written by Julie Benson and Shauna Benson, directed by Sung Shin. Uh, In-universe date is 2384. The episode summary from Memory Alpha is Desperate to warn Starfleet of their dilemma, a daring exper experiment goes awry as Dal inadvertently swaps minds with a Starfleet. F <laughs> something happened to my my throat and face or whatnot. Uh, something. Uh, sorry. <laughs> Dal inadvertently swaps minds with a Starfleet vice admiral. Who could that vice you. admiral be? Exactly. I, yeah, I'll tell you, that's just, what. Uh, yeah, just like last time, it's like a, a vice admiral. I'm not sure who. It's, I, I think we named her at some point, but I don't remember. So, uh, yeah, with that, uh, we traditionally go to our strange new ta new takes. So uh, anyone got strange new takes for me? Yeah, sure. 2022 can kiss my ass. <laughs> That's my strange new take. I don't know about you all, but like 2020 sucked, right? Yep. And then 2021 sucked. 
Yep. And everyone's like, oh, 2022 is going to be better. No, 2022 sucks. Nope. <laughs> anyway, nope. So I'm really ready for 2023 to be better. Yeah, th- um, that's going to be the, the good one. I'm pretty so, sure. So here's here's looking at you, 2023, and don't let the door hit you on the way out, 2022. You got... Well, what? 13 more days, right? Yeah. Um, for 2022, <laughs> one, one kiss for every day. I don't know. Um, but, oh, goodness. Yeah. But yeah, I'll, so that's my strange new take for life. My strange new take for the episode was all the things I think about 2022. I do not think those things about this episode. Thumbs up. It was a good episode. And I nice. just, I, I needed, it did what I have needed Prodigy to do from you know, ever since they started this arc with Admiral Janeway being part of the story. So which is a freaky Friday episode, right? Yeah, exactly. That's that's I had been waiting for a freaky Friday episode. (laughs) (laughs) But oh, but here I will say, I guess this is actually my strange new take. What phenomenal voice acting happened in this episode? I mean, I was super impressed with it's it's brett gray right yeah um with him i mean i'm always impressed with kate mulgrew but she was awesome and then oh yeah but also brett gray was awesome too they were both very very good yeah it's it's incredible when you uh i mean i i'm not familiar with his his other works but like he does not have a career that has gone as long as uh kate mulgrew but uh so it's uh it's I feel like I would be extremely intimidated to uh, swap places with somebody like that. And he pulled it off. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Kids these days um, are just so smart. They're ready for the Admiralty before anything else (laughs) directly. Um, Right. So my strange new take is going to be related to... Artemis One coming back in One Piece. Um, it, it, it splash landed somewhere in the uh, around the Baja Peninsula. They hauled it in, um, and then they're gonna do tests with it. So, yep, that whole SLS Artemis One stress of multiple launches will mm-hmm. it all work? All of that is behind us. It's still a very complicated architecture, but hey, uh, it worked brilliantly through and through. So. Fingers crossed. Um, I guess the clock starts now, right? The clock starts in at the end of 2022. Um, the next one, hopefully in two or three years from now, is um, a slingshot around the moon with people inside it. That's going to be exciting. Uh, maybe one of the flat flat earthers should go uh, for the trip. <laughs> They'll say, know. oh, look, it looks flat. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I, I, I think say it would just prove, prove it to them. <laughs> it's still a circle, right? You can see it. It's, <laughs> it's a flat Which, disc, though. Yeah, uh, yeah. And Whichever. depending on how you shine the light on it, you're just seeing a different shape as you're looking at it. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. And I, I still have a take for the um, episode. I just really like the word... Um, Admirdal. Yeah, I like that. Too. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm gonna. I'm, I hope that comes back in the future, um, either as comedy or as reality at some point in time for this this plotline, this universe. Yeah, we we can have uh, thirty four seasons and and uh, have him rise up rise up the ranks all the way. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, for my strange new take uh, for the real world. 
uh, I'm about to adopt uh, my new chickens. We're we're picking them up right after we start recording here, so uh, we'll see how that how that goes. It's it's pretty darn cold, so I think they're probably going to spend a lot of time in our basement this week. But uh, <laughs> we're gonna uh, give them a little bit of a taste of uh, the outside today. I think uh, even if it's just to walk around a little bit and then go back into the basement <laughs> i can't wait to learn their names it will be fun Not, uh, i i can't either so we're, yeah. we're we're excited yeah uh but you you need to tailor it to the personality so exactly we, you can't, we can't know it ahead before, of time right? it's true. <laughs> uh for the episode uh i think i i just really appreciate when we get to see uh Janeway get back to her roots occasionally like when we really get a, a sense of like oh Janeway started as a science officer and uh that's like the way that she has uh like risen the ranks and and kind of grown up in her uh uh the first bit of um uh, her time in Starfleet and so th that was very clear to me as we saw her like be able to reprogram the hollow version of herself mm -hmm. uh, and sort of knew exactly how to to go about that. So it, it, even though it was like a maybe a minute uh, of uh, dialogue and and scene and whatnot, but I I just I, I liked getting to see that again. Yeah. Uh, so with that, uh, I guess we we might as well just uh, get started here. So the the episode opens up as we left off with uh, the Dauntless is enormous and is <laughs> right here and we need to do something about it. And Janeway, Hollow Janeway is apologizing profusely and uh, doesn't she decide yeah. that she's she needs to deactivate herself because she doesn't trust that she won't do something like that again? Yeah, were, were you expecting that to be sort of the, that she's the one that, that goes through with that at the beginning? I don't know. It doesn't. It doesn't sound Janeway like though. I mean, if you go back to the whole Voyager series, there's mistakes she's made. I think at some point in time she's um, she's withdrawn to that, you know, yeah. uh, office or room of hers and, yeah. and like year of hell, right? That, that no, storm. I think it's night or something. It's they go through a part of space oh. where they can't see any stars mm, or something yeah. like that, and and she Boy. just kind of goes into herself and. You know, yeah. is feeling a lot of guilt and responsibility for having trapped her whole crew. And um, anyway, so but that's like one episode out of, you know, however many episodes of Voyager there have been. I, I mean, I can see some connection to. Uh, I, I guess kind of it, what's, what's so interesting about having her be the hologram in this series is that she has often been the one that's had to make decisions about the doctor and like needing to like deactivate his program or recompile Ooh. him or, or like threaten to delete him or, 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 or things like that. Yeah. And it's <laughs> that too, but it, it's, uh, so I, I think to some degree it's like fitting seeing her make that decision for herself is that uh, she recognizes that like if she was a human, maybe she'd be able to just kind of like tough through it and uh, would be able to just use like iron will or whatever to mm -hmm. to get through situations like this. But the reality is she cannot trust her own programming and uh, it's impossible for her to to sort of just try really hard to not harm the kids. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I I thought it was. Uh, yeah, it, it just felt fitting that she would make that decision to kind of like take herself out of the situation, even though obviously like the kids could use Janeway uh and yeah 
it's uh, crazy. I mean, and I'm I'm guessing we've brought this up before as a part of Prodigy at some point in time, right? Like so many seasons in, but it still strikes me as so. I don't know if it's done intentionally or not, but it strikes me as so um, something with so much depth that you have this whole thing about. We, we've talked a lot about hollow rights in various episodes mm-hmm. and, and all of that, right? And touched on different series. And then Janeway being someone who, you know, essentially is a part of that change over multiple episodes and seasons. And now she's one herself. How, how does one process that, right? Like, um, because she has the memories mm-hmm. and, and, and the essentially the consciousness of that same uh, Janeway who, and now she's a hologram herself. So I wonder if like, there's some kind of analysis that's that's um, handed out later on 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 the the full circle nature of that. Uh, it, it has nothing to do with the prodigy audience, and you know, which is <laughs> essentially for younger kids and all of that. But it's yeah, just, like maybe it's, it's too it's meta an, for an episode that yeah, we deal with here. But yeah, no, I I that I that that rings true for me that there's like it, it it is really and i think we we also learned something specific about her character uh or or kind of like the the reality of this uh hologram which is she seems to like she she remembers things that janeway has never told anybody so like in in some ways she literally is janeway like they must, uh, did they like copy her neural pathways or something yeah, and I, put I, them that, in? Yeah. that was kind of my assumption is like it, it's this is not just because I, I don't know. I, I think to some degree, I've always assumed that when you have like a hologram version of uh, one of the uh, main characters or whatnot, it's just someone has described to the computer, like uh, kind of like create a simulation, use their like service logs and then uh, let me give like pointers about their personality. And like, that's how it constructs it. Uh, maybe that is the case for most of them, but there's something different about Hollow Janeway where she seems to yet yeah, have come from an, from an actual brain scan. Uh, I suppose we we do have instances where that's revealed for a few other characters. Like I think uh, the Doctor has memories of uh, Doctor Zimmerman. Is that the case, uh, or am I misremembering that? Uh, I feel I don't like remember. Go ahead. I can't Aaron. remember. No, I feel like he did, but at least he feels feels loyalty toward him. So yeah. clearly, I mean, there's something. There's there's personality or personality traits or characteristics, and that's what I thought as well, Adam. As you mentioned earlier, like you know, obviously there's the visual aspect, and then there's mm-hmm. um, you know, tone, pitch, voice, all of that, and then personality traits. But in that episode where the doctor goes back and meets his creator, right? Like mm-hmm. he's, I, I don't know. I think, I think Zimmerman, right? Like he's like, yeah. he's like, you don't know what I'm coming from. You don't know what I've gone through to get this out the door. And, and so it's almost like they don't really touch on that common memory side of things here. Maybe they take a little bit of um, additional license to just sort of give that, again, that educational flavor of, you know, go back to your first principles, remember mm-hmm. what you, you learned and draw strength from inside. And, you know, the situation with, uh, how, how do we make this a good, how do we make this mess a great thing? Right. That's what, that's the, that's the call out. So, but that's interesting. Yeah. Even if like, look at the doctor or other holograms, the brain scan part is a little, 
little creepy, right? In terms of privacy, <laughs> and it's like it's like well, cloning it, almost, right? Yeah, and, and th- I mean, there 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 isn't even sort of like the the ethics problem of um, like, is it ethical to like create a new being in in this sort of way and kind of like force them to be you? Or I I, I don't know it. Like, I I think to some degree is like it's it's interesting having Janeway be this uh like manifest as a hologram now but it's also i i I don't know i've occasionally been troubled in certain uh aspects of this because like we learned so many lessons about like how uh at the very least it's possible for holograms to become people uh but i think but like a lot of the the purpose of of different episodes of voyager sort of point out that even that kind of potential that that potential for holograms to become people uh uh is kind of enough like where they they use all the uh the mark 1 holograms in uh uh sort of the the mining uh uh encampment type thing uh and yeah i i, I don't know it just there are some aspects of it that feel like they could get easily problematic of like forcing this hologram to like live on this ship and uh but have like limited interactions with everything i i don't i don't know there's there's something a little bit strange about all of this uh, it's, it's very proximal to that whole thing about which is also touched on this episode um you're an augment you can't be in starfleet right they're not <laughs> Yeah. They're not too far apart from each other, right? One is biological, one is not. But I also find it a little strange that they're still doing that. They don't really I don't ever remember there being conversations about augment in augments in the next generation. I mean they do a little well, bit. But, but I guess they do talk about it in Deep Space Nine. That's true. They do in yeah, Deep Space DS9. Nine. But it's just I don't know. It just feels like I don't know. I yeah. feel I, I also am suspicious of the of the reveal about doll being or doll being an augment because of mm. who was the person that revealed it. So, um, cause it was that sketchy doctor on that. Oh, yeah. um, so I just, I don't know. I feel like there's more to this story than, um, I don't know. I'm, well, I mean, he does I'm... have, he, he does have all those traits, right? Like he went through that rapid metamorphosis yeah, but, where he was but like, she also implanted something in him like so i just i don't know i mean and maybe he is but i just feel like that i, I do not feel that it was a reliable source <clears throat> I, I mean at the same time though i it does seem like this is a theme that all of the different writers rooms are exploring mm-hmm. exploring I, I guess we haven't seen it yet in uh lower decks but we've had that like this is a storyline that they're dealing with actively in strange new worlds mm-hmm. and i'm i'm wondering like we haven't had confirmation that augments are still like outlawed in Picard to my recollection. And I'm wondering if part of the story of prodigy is going to be Starfleet actually coming to terms with that. uh, There were reasons why they set up this genetic ban uh, in the beginning, but that uh, maybe it's unethical for them to prevent people who had no choice being the person that they are. That's what I think. And I and feel like it's let that, them into Starfleet. that I feel like it should be that way with Dal. Like yes. well and same and with Bashir. He didn't choose it. His yeah. parents chose it. And Dal had no idea. He thought he had parents. Like he didn't and maybe he still does. Like we still don't actually yeah, know. Them. Yeah, I still I just think I don't know. But um uh I I just feel like there's gotta be some room for compassion and for understanding that 
we can't yeah. punish people for the decisions that they were not allowed to make for themselves. Like, and, and it, it is so close to so many like uh, uh, social issues that Star Trek wants to speak about a lot of the times that it, it has felt uh, to me lately that this is um, sort of a, a barrier that it's like a, a, a weird remaining prejudice that's in, that's like canon in Star Trek that just everyone accepts that it's morally wrong to be an augment, uh, mm-hmm. which just seems bizarre in the face of everything else that right. this show is about. But they're pushing at it, right? Like yeah. where with, with Una Generali, it's like, and I forget the name of the race, but it's like, this is our culture. Like we, we have augmentation yeah, is a part of our history and yeah, history and all of that. Um, so, and it touched like so many battles, as you said, to today's world. The other thing is it's, 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 it's a whole thing of degrees, right? Like, because qualification into any kind of organization, um, there are traits like you, you essentially can't get into the military or you can't get into, especially where there's like complex equipment, uh, involved, like flying, right. For example, mm-hmm. you have eyesight issues or you know color blindness and things like that that's not your fault uh, at the same time yeah. those those rules exist maybe because there's a potential constraint on everyone else you're working with or danger or something so it's yeah. it's very important to touch on right because mm-hmm. uh, it, it it exists in reality well, and, and the the reality is like we i we had those uh, i think there were twins that were born in china that had uh, I think it was that the they had tweaked their gene to make them resistant to HIV or something like that. Uh, so oh. like the, there are people being born that have some component of their genetic makeup altered. And like it, th- this is something that we're we're going to have to start dealing with at some some level. Like, yeah, we can outlaw it as much as we want. I, I think to some degree, someone is going to keep doing this, even if it's uh, kind of in random instances. Uh, but it, it doesn't seem that far fetched to me that uh like in 30 years we might have uh issues where someone gets barred from the olympics because it turns out they were genetically altered to be able to uh have a certain sort of muscle strength or well, or people other are things already like that. doing that with uh with yeah with with various trans types women of like doping. Or trans men you, yes no, yeah no, no I absolutely mean, yeah who no have, that's yeah that, so. that's a, that's an excellent point and and it's uh which I do not agree with, by the way. Yeah, but um, it, but it's it's, <laughs> it's one of those things where argument. where like that <clears throat> those are the lines of argument that they're able right. to to present with with that, and uh, I so I I just I think it would it feels important for Star Trek to re- reckon with this and to actually try to to talk through and deal with these issues instead mm-hmm. of just having it be a, a absolute power corrupts absolutely if you're a super person you're going to be evil type thing. Mm-hmm. I just want to clarify, I disagree with barring people from uh, being able to participate based on their genetic Oh, yeah, identity. yeah. Anyway, I just wanted to clarify no, no, what abs- I was abs- saying yeah, I was yeah, against. No, yeah, yeah. I, 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 cu- I cut you off before you were able <laughs> no, to clarify okay, that. Okay. But, uh, no, that that <laughs> is, uh, yeah, so it, it, it just, uh, I I feel like we're going in that direction. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm, I'm excited for Star Trek to actually start dealing with some of that. Yeah. Um, at all directly. age groups. Yeah, no, yeah. I meant to say like yeah. for all age groups, that's that's the special part, right? That's why we love track because yeah. now there is an opportunity to do it at um, almost any age group, who, people who are able to like, you know, think and process for themselves mm-hmm. and then it mm-hmm. stays with you. You just keep pushing the envelope. Yep. Love yeah, it. absolutely. 
Uh, so let's see. I, I guess we could actually like talk about some of the things that happened in the episode. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so we uh, uh, Janeway gets uh, locked into the closet. Uh, we have uh, a sort of a a, a classic um, reaching out with your mind uh, scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I I guess may, maybe the title of the episode uh uh, spoiled that a little bit but uh were, were any, either of you expecting uh to have some of this telepathy stuff going on i was i didn't think too much about the title of the episode i just knew that people were talking about how they loved it and they thought it was a great episode mm. so i i and i anticipated a good episode but i didn't even think about what mind walk mostly because i didn't want to spoil myself mm, so i didn't think yeah. about anything too hard uh what was that was that like a um uh i forget the name of the show the the one that that's hosted by uh will wheaton uh did they release oh. one of those or is it no or are you just i no, i actually just happened to see on uh i think the hageman brothers tweeted that this was one of their favorite episodes and they were talking oh, about cool. the the uh two women that wrote it and um they said we've been waiting for this one to come out for so long anyway so and then and uh kate mulgrew had shared that tweet um mm, and made yeah. a comment about it and then i saw someone else um, oh, I think Mission Log Prodigy uh, Norman Lau was talking about it on Instagram. So I was like, oh, I need to watch this episode. I watched it like, you know, while I was eating lunch today. So it's fresh in my <laughs> mind. <laughs> That's just how my schedule's been. But Nice. Uh, so, yeah, we are. Uh, sorry. Yeah, I was going to say, and, and I feel that the the. I mean, switching switching consciousness episodes are always fun. We've seen that in Strange New Worlds as well, mm-hmm. right? With to, to bring in Spock and, mm-hmm. uh, but but in this one, there's so much uh, you know anticipation built up. Like they have to let the other ship know what's going on, but they can't, and they can't. I was I, I was almost thinking like, are they going to use? Um, literally, are they going to use like flashy light things, right? Because, you know, no one can hear you scream in space, so you can't use sound, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, so are they going to use, and then they start off with that, and they're like, oh, he only knows the three characters. <laughs> I, right? That like, was S-O. hilarious. <laughs> I, I love that explanation of yes. why yeah. it didn't work. Well, and, Jankum, and the Jank, when Jankum Pog said that, I'm pretty sure those are the only three letters he knows. I'm like, I agree with you. I am sure those yeah. are the only three letters yeah. he knows. Well, they're not even three letters. It's only two letters. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's almost like a release, right? Like they need to exchange information without the virus hopping on that on that communication, right? Uh, or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah, the construct hopping on that communication. And and if they do it, like will they do it in a way that it's done and now it's all revealed. Everybody knows everything. We know who the good guys are, who the bad guys are. And, and that sounds like it's a, you know, season finale at least, mm-hmm. right? But they did it in such a way that there was revelation, but it still kept the whole intrigue and conflict side of things going early on in the episode. And this is just like a, what, 20, 25 minute episode. Mm-hmm. So I think mm-hmm. that was really well executed because at the, after that, you're hooked <laughs> because you want to understand what's happening on either ship. They're not, yeah. it's not like, it's not like a plot A and a plot B. These are two plot A's because they're mm-hmm. equally important. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it, it's just very well timed. It's one of the best um, consciousness switches I have seen in terms of the build up towards it. Mm-hmm. Very nicely executed. Yeah. And I, th- I think that's a good point that the way that they're sort of like teasing out information in the, in this episode, like maybe everyone kind of like more or less 
knows a bit of what's going on, like that there's some sort of weapon on the ship and that they they like can't let it uh, interact with with the rest of Starfleet. But uh, there's there is like not everything is revealed and like they, they don't know about Ensign and Essencia and uh, uh, I, I suppose that there's there's a uh, uh, maybe Janeway knows a, a little bit more of, of I guess she didn't see Ensign Essencia though she saw um, someone who was uh, also Val Nakat so she might not know that that but wasn't that, she in Essencia's quarters did is yeah. that where they were oh that's possible yeah so, so she 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 could probably still connect those dots but it's one of those things where like it, even if the characters kind of share among themselves all the information that they've got it's not going to 100 percent go mm-hmm. everywhere mm-hmm. um they didn't so, validate it they didn't validate that in this episode that janeway is cognizant of the fact that um uh ensign essentia is is bad right she doesn't mm-hmm. communicate that uh the Prometheus crew, or even to her hologram self. So mm-hmm. irrespective, they are keeping that intrigue open, right? Well, and uh, the big reveal that um, the Diviner gives to Janeway wasn't actually given to Janeway. It was given to Dal. Um, yeah. Because he talks, he says exactly why he's doing this. You know, I your, your first contact destroyed my world, and so we want to destroy the Federation. It's the only way to save my world. Um, you know, but then anyway, so that was also, you're like, oh, Wrong Janeway. <laughs> you need to tell it. Yeah. The actual Admiral Janeway. Yeah. And it's, yeah. And so, and so that there's no way that she like learns that, that bit of information. Uh, so she so doesn't, she, she still doesn't know that the diviner necessarily is. I don't know. She doesn't have the full picture of all of that. Cause she, she walked in. My recollection is that uh, Dreadnought was there and Ensign Essencia was there and the Diviner is the one that that did the yep. neck chop. So she yeah. might not, not even have known. Like she maybe could connect that they're the same species. Yeah. Right. But but yeah, it also could have been too fast. And so like I I think it's it's plausible that she hasn't connected every single one of those dots yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and also she got a trauma <laughs> right at that moment. So sometimes it's hard to yeah, reconstruct yeah, it, things. It's, you know? it's, it's possible that uh, we, we sort of join the next episode and and yeah it, it, people are are doubting some of the things that she that she's saying and uh yeah i i, I don't think this is going to be straight like scene one she arrests the diviner and as right. and, and Essencia. <laughs> scene, scene two she calls captain Riker and he resolves the situation <laughs> captain Riker. Um, well it's part one and part two i guess right two two episode um finale but i think we all can now agree mm. that oh is that how it's gonna did, did I they... think so. Okay. I think it's supposed to be like I think Supernova Part One or Part Two, something like that. I'll we can validate, but there's enough intrigue in here for yeah, like yeah, Supernova Part One. Although we, we yeah. could do a soup, we could just not have Supernova Part Two until like next season if we want to do it Discovery style. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I uh, honestly, I I I'm really excited about uh where this storyline is going because I, I i think that uh they've set themselves up for a really interesting uh uh finale and, and wrap up here um mm-hmm. i i kind of like we were talking about with um with notch last week it, like i hope that this isn't uh that or that this does have like a an ending uh and we kind of go on to some new chapter right. for for next season uh because essentially now we've we've um uh, broken a bit of the premise of like we've never met Starfleet like we've we've met Starfleet they're right here 
<laughs> but uh, I don't know. I'm I'm excited. Yeah, we could we could talk a little bit about where it could go because it's almost like a it's like a three season arc, right? The the whole diviner of Aldmacart kind of thing. So if they close that out entirely, where do they go? There's that bit about hey, we need to rescue a couple of people from the future, right? They're stuck there. Yeah. Um, that's, yeah, yeah. that's the part. <laughs> yeah, it, it doesn't feel like we're going to... I mean, maybe we can fit... It, these are just 24, 25-minute episodes. I, it seems as like a stretch if we're going to also rescue Chakotay uh, while trying not to destroy this entire fleet. Uh, I, I could see some time shenanigans happening where we actually destroy the fleet and then go to the future, get Chakotay and somehow try to resolve this whole thing. But, uh, uh, that, that's, that's definitely one way we could turn this into full cliffhanger that we need to come back next season to resolve. But do we don't wanna... just love, Oh, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna, don't you just love that? Um, the Volnikot's solution for, um, stopping first contact with them is not like, somehow finding a way to convince their people to not do first contact or like, like maybe we just make sure that the ship that enters that area isn't able to reach their planet. No, no, it's let's destroy the entire Federation because that is the only way to avoid. It worked real good for the Zindi uh, when they decided that too. (laughs) You know, this is very eerily similar to the Zindi, someone from the future coming back and saying, you need to destroy these people so that they don't. Mm -mm. Is it going to be Archer? It's been a <laughs> long road getting from there to here. Okay, I'm done. And we didn't learn anything. We tried the same plot again, right? <laughs> I mean, but, that is a yeah. brilliant point, Emily. I think if there's anything weak about the the story arc, it's that, right? Like, mm. why why are you condemning not just one civilization, one planet you are trying to condemn an entire ecosystem, right? Because, <laughs> yeah. because, because they made contact. And, and no mean, one's going to be pissed about that and try to do something about it. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, mean they're pretty representative, representative of the human race, you know, like a person that looks like this did something bad to someone that I know. And so I'm going to make sure that everyone who looks so remotely like that pays for it, yeah. you know, like let's anyway. So... <sighs> I, I wonder if they should touch on that a little bit again from a lesson standpoint, right? Because it, it is an in- interesting area where it's like, you know, prime directive versus not uh, I mean, interfering versus not interfering, depending on mm-hmm. the development of the civilization. But what if the civilization is xenophobic, does not want to be, or is at a state where there are, you know, there are clear divides in mindset on being xenophobic versus not. How does a third party manage that, right? Because you can you can say that you are non-aligned and non-interfering, but your 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 sheer existence is causing that issue. Um, mm-hmm. You obviously want to nudge um, the planet towards uh, not being xenophobic, but you don't want to come across as taking sides with mm-hmm. the ones. So it's it's really tricky, and it's 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 the last hundred years or even 200 well not last 200 last 200 have been rife with colonialism and all kinds of other terrible stuff but you know since since the second world war interfering versus not mm. playing playing global <clears throat> uh negotiator mediator or not right it, it's 
it's it's a well, complex construct but maybe they can introduce kids to it at some point yeah i i, I mean i i think it's uh i'm not sure if we've had confirmation as to whether this first contact essentially from starfleet's perspective happened too early like whether the vaunacott had warp drive when uh uh chakotay's ship I th- it seems like they kind of accidentally went to the future and revealed themselves I- along with that to the Vaunacott. Uh Oh, wait, that might not be true. No. Because they, they was... already destroyed themselves, and then his ship showed up, uh, providing a way to go back into the past. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it it's interesting to, to think how we might resolve this and learn yeah it, we could learn lessons about the prime directive or or things like that along with this but uh it's still unclear how we're gonna get from there to here or here to there <laughs> it's been a long road <laughs> <laughs> you did it i thought you did it on purpose <laughs> <No>. <laughs> okay just to just to cleanse our minds i'll just put in another uh fact or a trivia like the whole stargate series a lot of um that uh you know the whole stargate stargate series and, and the whole call out of reaching out to different worlds through a portal where you just randomly show up right there's no like ship nearing and then you know there's no there's no gradual uh first contact right you just mm. show up it's all based on whether the the recipients are ready to receive the knowledge of what's happening elsewhere or not so it's a it's a nice one to touch on multiple mm-hmm. times in sci-fi. Mm-hmm. Well, I wanted uh, to start, sorry, I wanted to, I wanted to call out uh, if if we, if we weren't going to spend time on it, did we just want to touch a little bit on the uh, not just the voice acting, but but the visuals, the anim- you know the animation in how mm-hmm. Janeway is or you know Dal in Janeway's yeah. body is on the ship. I just found that. Hilarious. I love um, when when she just she he anyway when when the admiral in the admiral's body just lays on the ground. Yes. Like, <laughs> like, oh my gosh, I was laughing. Well, and and then also like sort of like calling out like the uh, old old bones or or whatever when when she's yes. uh, uh, stretching in their yes. uh, in the ready room or quarters or whatever that cracking is. And- <laughs> That was, was like, nicely oh, done. I feel that, Admiral. I feel that. <laughs> oh my god! Well, just... I, I'm not sure if we have like a canon age for uh, for Janeway, but I I think she's around. She's in her late 40s, uh, actually, uh, around this time. Even though she's she's got because uh, this is 2384. I think uh, I had looked this up earlier. It's possible oh. that I'm. She like she is not that old. She's not as old as Kate Mulgrew. Yeah, that's why I was because, like, wait a yeah, minute. Because she, yeah, she's playing been... Kate Mulgrew, but uh, or, or, or like she's playing, yeah, yeah. Uh, Kate, uh, Kate, she's Kate Mulgrew's age in uh, uh, um, Picard timeline, but we haven't right, but seen this is her early. yet. Picard timeline is twenty three ninety. What is it? Uh, it? Well, no, it's it's twenty three ninety. It might be. It might have the cusp of it, but it's now twenty four oh two. Okay, uh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah so that's I, right. That's right. Janeway's younger than, um, than Kate Mulgrew. So, uh, but uh, no, I thought. Um, so it was hilarious hearing Kate Mulgrew do Dal. Right. I mean, that was just really funny. But um, 
it was, I was also, as soon as um, Brett Gray started doing Admiral Janeway, I was like, he sounds, like, he really sounded like her. It helps that Kate Mulgrew has a low voice, so, um, and he has kind of a higher voice, and so their voices actually are in a similar range, um, which is helpful, I think, for them being able to play each other. But it, I was just super impressed. I thought, and and it was really, you're right, Rudy, it was a team effort because the animators captured it just as well as the voice actors did. So, yeah, so she was born in 2336, uh, according to memory beta. Okay, so uh, she's 48. Yeah. Yeah, so okay. she's she's forty eight in, in, in yeah in this this episode, and so maybe that's, by the time I'm forty eight, I'll have that white streak. Too. Yeah, that, that's what you need to you need to focus on it. Like any grays, don't get them scattered around. I have one. Just focus I have one on right here, so I just need to see if I can get a couple more. Yeah, encourage the, the other ones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, anything else that we want to uh, dig into f- to this episode before we go on to our ratings? I would I would oh. say that the um, the whole warp bubble and then yeah. you know, walking on walking on the the deck or sorry on the hull and then the jump that was kind of nice it was it was interesting yeah and I, I i did like the 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 tiny joke of like it does this dramatic escape and like finally gets to the outside of the ship and he's on just the on the wrong side of yes. it <laughs> yes that was great um, I actually want to touch on, um, are they trying to give the Diviner a redemption arc? Because what the Diviner said, when the Diviner was in there with Janeway, I'm just mm-hmm. going to say the name of the person whose body we're looking at. Yes. Um, with Janeway tied to the bed or restrained to the bed. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I thought, I don't know what I thought he was going to do. I thought it was going to be something nefarious. But yeah. basically, but then I was trying, Was did he let her go really because he was trading a life for a life? What, but maybe he really was genuinely surprised that she was kind because, you know, people like to build up their enemies as monsters and then you meet them face to face and you realize that they're not the monsters you've built them up to. But you don't know how to reconcile that with yeah. all that you've been allowing to drive you for all these years. And um, but I uh, the diviner has just, you know, not I don't know. Anyway, I've just yeah. found this I, well, interesting I, that they're trying to introduce a redemption arc for him now. I, I I do feel like some of the best Star Trek villains, like they they've got points uh, in their storyline where you're like, maybe there maybe this isn't all there is to you. Maybe maybe there's something yeah, but that he can kind of enslaved children. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's so it's definitely he's like bad. A, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, but it's uh, <laughs> we're we're also not above like a genocidal leaders turning into just like oh it's this the funny sidekick that we bring along for <laughs> for a few seasons into the future, uh yeah True. but <laughs> I I I think w- potentially what they could be setting up uh I I could see some of the resolution to uh uh the arc with the Vaunacott, like feeling like they need to go back in time to destroy the Federation. I could see there being something about it, not necessarily that he has a full redemption arc, but that mm-hmm. he's instrumental somehow in convincing them that they should not go down this path. And that um, maybe there's, maybe they can go down, maybe they'll decide that they can go down the path of actually convincing the Vaunacott to, to just say, Hey, fly on by. We're not interested in first contact. Maybe, you know, like maybe that'll yeah, yeah. be the, they'll find some way to com- which I know that was the problem in the first place. Some of the people on the planet did want to join the Federation and other mm-hmm. people did not. And so, but 
Yeah, maybe think, if there were people from the future that said, no, seriously, like we destroy each other over this. We destroy our whole planet over this. We really just need to, we're not ready. So, um, yeah, yeah I, I, could, I could totally see something like that. And then we, we, we apply the, uh, the Talos, uh, 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 directive or what I, I forget what the, the name of the actual order is where uh and anyone that approaches that planet uh oh. is put to death <laughs> for some reason that's part of study Star Trek. alpha four or whatever uh, no that's no that's, that's con. uh um, <laughs> Study alpha is, isn't, isn't it like talos five or something like yeah. that? yeah or... oh yeah the talosians that's right yeah yeah it is. i don't like remember that. all these you know whatever yeah <laughs> yeah Planet the, Babel. Yeah, the, the, there's 800 some episodes for us to keep track of. Right, We're exactly. not going to get all of them. <laughs> I just like to add that in terms of a redemption arc, right, where somebody's showing empathy, or you're they're they're testing the audience, especially mm-hmm. when the audience is not you know a bunch of people who are now driven by watching twists and turns on Netflix shows, and you know everything's mm-hmm. dark and gloomy and twisting every five minutes. These are these are again there's a young younger skewed audience. I wonder if if somebody's going through a redemp- redemption arc, it's like, uh-oh, this person is going to be nice at the end, but they enslave children, but they're going to be nice, and then they're going to die, right? Being nice. There you go. That's and the way you gonna, solve it. <laughs> yeah, and then we're, then we're going to deal with that, and then we're going to deal with, you know, again, um, younger generations watching this, uh, you know, putting themselves in the shoes of Gwen or having gone through that themselves, right? It's like Return like, of the Jedi, right? Yeah, losing, I mean, well, losing a parent, right? And and yeah. dealing with a disturbed childhood, things like that. So interesting, very interesting. This, well, and this they're, show... like, they're, they're not shying away from, from have, like, dealing with childhood trauma as, like, mm-hmm. a theme in this show. So mm-hmm. I, I could see them going in that direction. Um, so, I, so much potential, I was just going to say. Like, this yeah, episode absolutely. has set up the season, maybe even another season. Well, sorry, the, the season for sure. And yeah. maybe the series as well. Mm-hmm. So they, they better, I don't know if we've had a confirmation that there's a season two. They better not cancel this shit. Oh, <laughs> oh, they better. They just won an Emmy. So, okay, great. Maybe that'll, yeah. that'll keep them going. Uh, and I, I feel like they're, they're also, they're still like paying, playing fast and loose with all of star trek i feel like we, we got to give them at least like a couple of seasons to mm-hmm. uh to go out but mm-hmm. uh this is this is definitely like my favorite uh star trek that's, so good. Uh, that's going right now um yeah I, I think i've asked it before but uh we good to go to ratings yep cool cool uh who wants to stick their neck out and uh give us a rating I never do, but I'm going to do it. 10 out of 10. 5 out of 5, I mean. 5 out of 5. I forgot about my own score. <laughs> we'll convince you. Yes, but no, it was just, it was a great episode. It did what I needed. I needed them to do this with Janeway because um, mm-hmm. I love Janeway. And I think she's my favorite captain. I go, I, I change a lot, but I, I really do think Janeway is my favorite. And so um, I just, I just needed her to not be the villain. <laughs> so, yeah, and I knew yeah. that once she knew why the kids were doing what they were doing, she, you know, she would believe them and she would know that there was more to the story and, and mm-hmm. want to get to the bottom of it. And so I'm just, they finally have Janeway where I need Janeway to be. And it's okay if they're going to spin it out for a while mm-hmm. on how it gets resolved. I just, it, as long as I can go into the next few episodes knowing Janeway is on the kid's side for sure, which I felt like she was heading that way. Mm-hmm. But um, anyway, five out of five. Good episode. I always run into this dilemma of comparing everything and anything in Star Trek with In the Pale Moonlight now since we <laughs> since we uh, and we got reviewed to that. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, but I think the point that you called out here, right, uh, Emily, in getting one person, the person that matters on the side of the kids, and then putting her in a situation where she has to explain her way out of it, right? She's already mm-hmm. considered medically unfit, right? And Or whatever, in the brig. Um, it's just really well done. Like uh, the lessons, all of that, the build up. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd give I'd give it uh, ten out of ten. Uh, a consciousness swapping uh, <laughs> pieces. So ten people for ten people swapped. <laughs> I let's see. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with it. So I I'm I'm gonna be a a, a little bit of uh I, we've got to have some sort of dissent going going on. No! Uh, Emily Emily looks b- betrayed here. Uh, I, I think you're Rudy my is flesh also... and blood. <laughs> <laughs> I so raised I, I, you. I, 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 I didn't really raise you, but I helped. <laughs> I was there. <laughs> uh, yeah, it. I I, I think it, this this episode. I mean, there is that point, though, because I'm about to say it's about as perfect as it can get uh, in terms of like how it's maybe that that just brings it all the way up. And it it, it probably like if you're if I'm starting to qualify things that much, maybe I do just need to go ahead. and Yeah, you can't just disagree just to be contrary. You know, yeah, I'll say that like there are uh, maybe there are some aspects of the antics with the body switching that I wasn't like necessarily the, the hugest fan of. But like, I'm so impressed with how they were able to pull a lot of this off and also like reveal a whole bunch to us while revealing a bunch to the characters themselves. Mm -hmm. But there's still like just enough and things are in just as screwed up enough of a situation that I honestly don't know how like they're just going to resolve things in the next couple of episodes. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I'm, but I'm just incredibly excited to see uh, what happens over the next couple of weeks. Yay. All right. For me, it's yeah. Yeah. For me, it's, um, in the pale moonlight, wedge dudes, and now mind walk. These are there. You go. There you go. Hall of faming, hall of faming episodes. I, nice. I think about the other series, but doing good Star Trek. Nice. Uh, well, that brings us here to where we are in the end credits. Uh, so I want to thank my co-hosts Emily and Rudy today for uh, joining me. Thanks, Adam. Thank yeah. you, Adam and Emily. Nope, no problem. Uh, Thanks, and I want to thank uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, every, everyone. Make sure to thank each other in in all the different directions we need to. Uh, uh, thank you, Notch, and thank you, Bill. Uh, whatever you all are doing today, uh, I hope you're having a good time. Uh, I want to also thank the listeners for tuning into us each week. Uh, it's pretty cool knowing that uh other human beings uh care to listen to what we're talking about so uh any anytime you want to reach out and and chat with us we're open to it uh uh this has been a fabulous time uh i also want to thank jishnu guha for our theme music always fabulous getting to hear that guitar strumming away uh and special thanks to the original creators of the Freaky Friday concept. I feel like we've gotten a lot of great episodes of Star Trek out of it. I don't know if that's what you intended, but that's what <laughs> happened. Okay, thanks everyone, and bye. Bye. Bye.